0: spirit radio ireland's positive sound that's michael patrick kelly with throwback and you're listening to mornings with donald with myself donald in studio on this tuesday morning and it's easy to panic when your dog is misbehaving and is difficult around guests or children but before you call the local animal refuge there are many things you can do to try to rectify the situation and here to tell us more i've pete weatherburn pete the vet good morning how are you I'm very well, thank you very much. Great to have you on the show, as always, Pete. First of all, I just can't handle the dog. Do you hear this from many pet owners?
1: Yeah, we're hearing it all the time, especially just now. Because what happened during the the COVID lockdown was that an awful lot of people got pets, got dogs, who hadn't had dogs before. Um, And it's easy to enjoy having a puppy because they tend to be soft and cuddly and playful once they turn into adolescents and young adults now they're big and they're strong and they've a mind of their own and you know if you haven't trained them properly um, then you know you can really be facing a very very big challenge and we know that a lot of rescue centers are reporting there's been a big surge in dogs being surrendered to them by people who can't cope with their behavior and so you touched on a real raw nerve here and it's it's a very very common problem and it's one that people should be if they don't actually have this problem they should be aware of it mm. so they can preempt things by by dealing with their dog or their young dog more effectively
0: sure and if someone comes to you and does say this statement I just can't handle the dog what sort of questions do you ask them in response
1: well I, I would first of all ask them about specific problems that they have because you know, often they are very specific. For example, jumping up people. For example, not coming back when called. For example, getting very excited and, um, and 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 barking when there's another animal around. These are very common issues, and they all need to be addressed in different ways. Um, so, so that's typical so
0: if you you mentioned some some questions that you'd have there mm. how do you identify the cause of disruptive behaviour from, from the owner's perspective if it's maybe a need for exercise attention affection food whatever it might be
1: well I, I think that the number one reason for dogs behaving badly is simply that they haven't been trained mm. and they're just behaving naturally and one of the rules of thumb that I remember that a behaviourist Said once in a lecture I went to, is that people should have in their mind that they should spend, on average, 15 minutes every day training their dog. Mm. 15 minutes every day for the entire life of the animal. For the whole life? Now, for their whole life. Wow. Now, that doesn't mean you need to sort of set the clock at midday and say, till midday, midday till quarter past 12, I'm going to train my dog. Sure. What it means is that you need to integrate around about 15 minutes every day. at the same time as doing other things. So, for example, you could spend two minutes before you put your dog's food down with them doing some training. You could could spend two minutes before bedtime doing some training. When you go for a walk with them, you could spend 10 minutes of the walk doing training. Mm -hmm. But you should try to spend 15 minutes every day training them. And it's only when dogs are trained to behave in certain ways they, they will change their behaviour. They won't do it by themselves.
0: In in some families, uh, Pete, you have lots of different ages of people. You know, you have the adults, of course, and then children of all different ages. And it's difficult sometimes mm. when you're training a dog to keep the messages consistent and to train it effectively. Is there any tips that you might have in order to to, to try to combat this slightly?
1: Yes. Well, I think it's worthwhile identifying some basic common situations where you can teach everybody to behave in a certain way. Dogs learn best when they're given a consistent training. Now, an example for that would be um, what you do is you'd look at the particular individuals in the household and see what are the problem areas. So, for example, with with children, one of the really common problem areas is that dogs tend to jump up at children. Mm. You know, they they put their, their paws off the ground onto the child um, and that doesn't bother an adult so much, but if you're if you're a, a seven year old child and a, an a labrador jumps up and puts their paws on your on your chest, that's really terrifying. Um, and so, or the dog might be chewing the chewing the the, the the lower part of the trousers and that sort of stuff. So, you need to, to identify the common problems and then tell the children how to behave and teach the children how to behave. And so, what the, probably the best rule I've heard for children is that if a dog begins to interact with you in a, in a way that you don't like. Um, you should teach the child to be like a tree. In other words, just stand perfectly still, looking straight ahead with the hands by the side, ignoring the dog entirely. Um, you see, most children, when a dog does start to engage them, they will get excited and they'll say, go away, get off me, get off me, and no. they'll run away. And that's just of course. The dog doesn't know the saying go away. The sure. dog just thinks they want to play. Whereas if the child goes like a tree the dog will very quickly get bored and go there's nothing happening here I'm just going to go and do something else so in other words you identify the, the common areas and you teach, teach the people in the house all to behave in the same way so that if the dog gives somebody unwanted attention everybody goes like a tree Sure, and, and that's, that's one example if someone comes
0: to you, Pete, like we mentioned in, 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 at the very beginning of the interview and says, I just can't handle this dog, and you mm. you went through these things, asked these questions, they tried some of the methods that, that, that you're suggesting, and none of them seem to be really being effective, what's the last resort?
1: Well, I'd, I'd always say that people should engage properly with a dog trainer. Now, they might say, well, gosh, that's expensive. Well, listen, it's expensive getting a dog in the first place. Mm. So if you've got to the stage where you have a dog that's causing problems. You've probably invested well over a thousand euros from start to finish. So what I'm saying is, look, invest another two or three hundred in, in, in going through a course of instructions with somebody who's experienced and knowledgeable about, about the latest ideas on dog training. And you would do this over a period of, I don't know, four to six weeks. And I would say to anybody, engage like that before giving up. Because often the only thing that's been missing has been consistency and knowledge and experience of training and if you can do that you won't be able to do it by yourself because you just don't have, the, you don't have the background to do it but if you engage with somebody who does have the background to do it then you will see a difference um, very very quickly um, with the right I mean dogs are very intelligent and with the right training um, you can transform them I mean some dogs are more difficult than others and ultimately if people find that they absolutely can't cope anymore then you may have to look at surrendering your dog to a dog rescue charity, but you know um, that's the that's the absolute um, that's the, the the last thing you, you should you should absolute, should have to do
0: absolutely last resort. Pete the vet, as always, thank you so much for talking to to us okay. this morning and taking us through this. We appreciate it a lot.